you're listening to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Welcome to Dear Alice. We're so excited to talk to you guys today about cleaning. Spring cleaning is among us. And when we recorded this a couple weeks ago, we realized that we mispronounced, I think, a few of the products. So for all the product details, just go to the show notes and subscribe to our email, and we will send you lists of all the stuff we talk about today. So excited you're here. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dear Alice. Today, we are talking about cleaning products. We create these beautiful spaces for people and we sell all of this beautiful furniture and rugs and mirrors and artwork and so many things. And everybody in the end asks us, okay, now how do I clean this? You know, if they buy a light colored sofa, um, upholstery item, they always want to know how do I clean it? And my rug, they're like, if we specify a lighter rug, oh, I don't know, my kids will ruin it. And you're like, no, they don't, they won't ruin it. And okay, then how do I clean it? So I feel like if you're selling furniture along with it comes, how do I care for the piece? And so while we're not necessarily cleaning experts, we did call in all of our different reps and subs and um, contractors that help supply these things and ask for their best cleaning advice. So we are going to do our best to share their great advice. Yeah. Yeah. But I was just saying, this is kind of a day of repentance uh-huh. too for all of us, because as we've called and they're telling us these things, never do this, never do this. Uh-huh. I'm guilty of 100% of the things <laughs> that they yeah. told us not to do. Yeah. So anyway, you're in a safe place. We're going to talk about this openly. Yes, we and are. <laughs> Suzanne and I are not an example of no. what to do, but we just want to share the best information that we've been yes. gathering along the way because we think it's really good. So totally. Yes. And um, all of these things come with the disclaimer that we are not responsible for your furnishings or your rugs or your draperies or your wood floors. If something happens to them in using these products, I cannot bear testimony to them, but they come, this comes from the mouths of experts. I would say test any of these products on the back of a cushion or in um, an inconspicuous spot. Like if it's a wood floor, do it in an area that you know, isn't your favorite spot, you know, do it in a dark corner or something like that. So test this stuff first, but, um, it does come with rave reviews from the experts that we called in on. So with that, um, we have a question and this comes from at Christy O and she says, would you say marble is like a woman that ages naturally on its own scars, wrinkles, sunspots, and quartzite is like aging with Botox and fillers. Both beautiful in their own way. <laughs> Winky face. Thanks, yeah, I think that's such a good way to say it. Um, yeah, I love that very much. I definitely think that's a really fantastic way. 100%. To say it. Yep. And Jess, you live with quartzite. So I do. How, like, how is it to maintain and clean a quartzite? Yeah, it's, it could not be easier. It's the opposite. In my mind, I don't, and I actually don't have the nervousness either of having a marble countertop, but I feel like I get to have the look of one. Mm -hmm. Um, If you guys are familiar with my home, if not, it's on the portfolio under... I think Jessica Bennett's house. <laughs> cool. That's a wonderful title. <laughs> Maybe we should try again on that one. <laughs> um, anyway, so you'll see in my counter uh, or in my kitchen, my counters are still light. You still see veins, um, but it's quartzite, which is still natural stone. It's not man-made. Quartz material is 
man-made. I think Corey, you were saying it's mostly made up of plastic. Yeah, it's like right? it's stone and then plastic that kind of like fills in. It all like of the binds gaps. it yeah. together, right? Yeah. But isn't it like at least ninety-five percent stone and then plastics um, that bind? I mean, I put it? it in my house because one day I'm going to rent that home. Yeah, I want it to be like super durable. I was told from the guy who installed it that it has like. It is, he said mostly plastic, so that's why I don't put anything hot on it because it'll straight up melt it. Oh, so good to I, know. I, I don't know personally, but that's what he told me. So, so this is quartz that we're talking yes. about. Quartzite is natural stone, like marble, um, and it is really, really hard. In fact, they um, broke their knife, um, their blade, when they were installing, while they were trying to cut mine. It's super, super hard. I don't know if it's harder than granite or if it depends on which variety of quartzite you're using, but I kind of feel like it's the new it girl right now in totally. in all the slab yards. Everybody's loving the quartzites. I feel like we've seen marble so much that it's become more commonplace, even though it's extravagant, very expensive, very elegant and classic. Um, people just sometimes want something that's their own. So they're looking for something that not everybody else has. So quartzite is a really fantastic material. It obviously isn't brand new material. It's been growing in the earth for hundreds of years. Um, and it's, it's probably always been an option. I mean, oh, I like I that. Since dinosaur times. Yes, it's like yeah. diamonds. But it's super easy to care for and, um, and you can still get the look of marble. Yeah. And granite and quartzite, um, again, from this, from our expert panel, you can use any type of cleaner on there. We're going to give you some different cleaners that you can use that they recommend for marble. You can also use for like any of your stone tops. Yeah. But I thought that was interesting that quartzite and granite, you're pretty safe to use anything, you know, mm -hmm. versus on a marble, there's things that we're going to talk about that you should avoid. Yeah. So, yeah. That's great. One of the ones that came highly recommended is a product called Thor, T-H-O-R. And they have kind of a suite of cleaning products for all different types of surfaces um, and whatnot. And um, the uh, marble installer at a girlfriend's house, they said, and swear by Thor. And it cleans marble, granite, limestone, travertine, terrazzo, every type of awesome. stone material. And it's um, delicate enough to obviously be used on marble, which is great. Okay, awesome. A couple other products that we were just referred to from one of our people is um, one called Dry Treat rejuvenata spray say that three times um it's sold at we have a local place called european marble you can actually buy it at european marble in utah and i'm sure you could just look that up and that's dry treat rejuvenata spray and the nice thing about this it's a cleaner but it also reseals the stone at the same time oh. which is nice and i think that's the i think the adverse thing of using Lysol wipes is because Lysol will strip down your sealer uh -huh. if it's a stone that's been sealed. So like a marble, like that's really not a good thing to do. Guilty mm -hmm. myself, but I won't do it anymore. So yeah, yeah that dry treat rejuvenata spray is one of them. Um, she also recommended DuPont Stone Tech Professional Revitalizer Cleaner. Also a cleaner that can reseal while you're using it. Good to so know. again, just kind of, I don't know, yeah, expands the lifetime of your sealer because you keep sealing it every time you clean. That's great. And then method granite cleaner. And she said you can use this on like obviously quartzite, granite, but then she said also on your marbles, marble, limestone, travertine, and onyx. That's so, great. Anyway. Yeah. Awesome. Great advice. There you go. Yeah. Love that. Okay. Um, as for... Um, stones uh we've heard that there are some things like the lysol wipes that you're definitely gonna not use every day especially if you have marble mm -hmm. 
But um, I don't know. I've heard things like just a little bit of uh, one of our girls was talking to another stone installer and they said just a little bit of your dishwasher, dishwasher detergent. So like your Dawn or something like that, a little bit of that in a spray bottle with water is good for every day. Mm -hmm. Um, I use uh, just a counter spray that I love the smell of, but again, I'm on quartzite and not marble. But I think these ones that uh, Stephanie recommended that actually works at the stone yard, those are probably really good for, I would say once a week. Or do you think that she uses it every time she cleans her counters? I don't know. I imagine it's probably this instrument with just like warm water. Yeah. And a dry cloth. And I think that's, yeah, this is another thing too. Just like when you guys are wiping down with a cleaner or with like a wet rag or anything, just have a dry cloth, like a soft cloth Mm -hmm. behind it just to just polish it and buff it. And it'll just look beautiful. And I think it'll last longer. And that goes for anything. Just always have a dry cloth. So you're never having water or moisture sitting on any surface. Yeah. And I think you can even say that for, I mean, quartzite and granite, obviously they're not going to absorb any of that, mm-hmm. but I think just as a good practice. Yeah. My mother would tell you to do such. I like yeah. that. Okay. Here's a question for you. Um, we like on occasion to use soapstone. Mm-hmm. We use it in, you know, mud halls or kitchen islands or whatnot. They, people talk about resealing soapstone um, how often, and I think they said with mineral oil, do you know the answer to that? Yes. Yes. I actually have a soapstone Island. Girlfriend, so, yeah. preach. I know. Soapstone's awesome because it's one of those things when you, when it's actually dug out of the earth and it's a ground stone, I found out mm. instead of like, obviously, and they like oh. dig these things up from the ground and soapstone is obviously it's not as hard as a granite. It's usually has like a warmer touch mm-hmm. to it, but it comes out light gray. And so when you see st- soapstone and it's like natural form, it'll be lighter. And there's some that are like more blue, some t- that have like a little bit more of a green tint. But the fun thing about soapstone is that with mineral oil, like you treat that for like once a month, every, you know, for the first six months and kind of get it to your desired darkness. And then I haven't really, I never really touched mine like anymore. We've had it for probably eight years, mm-hmm. since 11 when we installed it. And it's awesome because if there is ever a scratch or anything like that, you just put more mineral oil on it and rub it in Mm. and just with your finger and it looks brand new. So it's a really fun surface. Obviously it's a darker stone, so it'll give you the contrast Mm -hmm. to the lighter marbles and things like that. But it's a fun, uh, yeah, I've loved it. It feels very earthen. Yeah. Where is that as far as like price, like soapstone? Is it like... Do you know, you know what you category? Know. Usually they're in categories one, two, three, four, or five. Five is like your um, Calcutta marbles and um, some of your more magical yeah. quartzites and whatnot. It's more expensive than like your lower like marbles. Like Carrera is going to be your cheapest stone. Uh-huh. And then like, then you go through the realm of marbles and then quartz will be the next expensive. I think it lies somewhere in that quartz realm. So like a two or a three. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Great. Good advice on the soapstone. I remember back in the old days when I would go to Restoration Hardware, I loved the countertops. It was back when it was more like Restoration Hardware sold a lot of hardware. Do you remember those days, anybody? Um, It was... uh, it was just more of like a really cool gadgets kind of a shop and they still had furniture and drapery, but it was just more all of these cool little gadgets and gizmos. Yeah, yeah. Really fun. Anyway, they had these checkout stands with soapstone countertops and when you touch them, there's almost like a, a, 
a waxiness to them and they never feel super cold. They're, they're just kind of like a nice, like room temperature feeling. And you're like, what is how, where, I love this. You know, it was really <laughs> great. I think it's cool for mud halls and back of house rooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you're a casual girl. Yeah. Like, I think it's a good oh, look totally too. Use it it in very the fancy. Totally. Um, but if you're polished, obviously you're going to go towards something more like a courtside or a marble. Yeah. Those so. of you that don't live around here, we have Sundance where, you know, the Sundance film festival is, and they have a great restaurant and, um, it's just a whole beautiful way of life. People live up there as well. And so us Utahns will say Sundancey and we know what we're talking about, but it's just that, a <laughs> um, little bit more natural, um, kind of little Western kind of cowgirl, mm-hmm. turquoise jewelry, um, braids, cowboy hats, mm-hmm. Leather chaps. Like you do. Like you do, Sundance. You know who you are. I'm not doing a very good job. Feel free to rescue me, anybody. Uh, Okay, that's stone countertops. Should we... should we move on from stone? Yeah. Okay. What do you want to talk about next, Sue? Let's talk about wood floors. I think that's also another thing because yeah. there's so many different types of wood floors. There's sand and finish, which is what you have, Jess. Mm-hmm. There's engineered wood floors. There's obviously like laminates and LVTs and all the things, but things that we... What about specify, what about tile that looks like mm-hmm. wood, Sue? Stop it, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> I told you we weren't going to talk about that today because you're not going to put it in your house. That's right. Repeat three times. I will not put wood tiles in my house. Okay. Okay. Mm. Back back to back to the game plan. Back to real wood. <laughs> sorry, I sorry. We, we well, like we. I feel like ninety nine point nine percent of the time we specify engineered wood floors or sand and finish. We'll do both of those. We don't, we're not really into the laminate and the LVT. Um, mm-hmm. not even sure if I'm saying the right acronym on that. Yeah, you are. Okay, cool. Yeah. So want anyone to call me out. Okay. So, <laughs> but for wood floors, like how do you clean your sand? Just as a sand and finish floor again. Mm-hmm. It's sand and finish means that you, um, the guys bring in the wood plank by plank into your house install it and then they use big sanders they sand it all they stain it you choose a custom stain it's just like the old-fashioned way of getting wood floors in your house today there's engineered hardwoods that come pre-finished from the factory and i think one of the benefits people talk about is you order an extra box of it if anything happens to a plank you pop it out you put a new one in and bada bing bada boom you have a perfect wood floor again where with sand and finish if anything happens in an area, you would have to completely re-sand and finish the whole home. So the nice thing about these factory finishes is you can get some of those um, really earthy, natural, duller looks right now that people are liking. They don't want the glossy finish on their wood floors anymore. It's not trending, if you will. Um, so how to keep that look clean, mm-hmm. obviously, because it, it looks um, like it's a, a raw wood, you know, if you do use a um, engineered hardwood, it does have a finish baked on from the factory and it's going to be pretty hardy. And a lot of people have a lot of different advice about wood floors. So we're going to do our best on my sand and finished floors. I do have, they are finished. They are shellacked sealed. Yeah. And so I use Bona on mine, B O N A and it's a spray. And then I just use a paddle mop, um, which is like a board that you stretch a terry cloth um, cover onto. And I slightly, slightly damp it, wring it out really, really well, pull it on my paddle mop, and then I spray Bona. Mm-hmm. And then those sort of wet and paddle mop, I go over it, it kind of dilutes it just a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
and it dries really fast. And then after I do a little section, I go back and I rinse it and I wring it out and pull it back on and then keep going. Um, so that's what I do for my floors. We have a girlfriend that actually did a sand and finish floor, but didn't want to seal it because she wanted that really raw look. Um, so she's using something that's like, it has some sort of sealer on it, but her floor is still really exposed. They stain easily. Mm-hmm. It's been really hard. Her hardwood floor guy, um, has recommended Palman, P-A-L-L-M-A-N, hardwood floor cleaner. And, um, that has been the thing that he says is the only thing that he would use on wood floors. So, um, that one comes really highly rated. Um, your mom cleans houses, Sue. Does she have a recommendation on what she, what to do for wood floors? She often she she's a old school. She's just like a dawn. Yeah, you know, in warm water. Um, one thing that she says when she does do this, you mentioned it too, where you ring ring out mm-hmm. your paddle mop really really well. She's like on her hands and feet, mm-hmm. like when she cleans a floor because she really wants to like dig into those little spots that have scuffs and things. But she always has like her wet rag. She has like her warm water and Dawn, and then she has a dry rag too. Cause you don't want to ever like for wood floors, you don't want to like let water just sit in there. Mm-hmm. That's why they say not to use a steam mop. Um, also guilty of that. I won't do it anymore, but don't use a steam mop. Don't use like large amounts of water. And just like you said, just like try and keep it as dry as possible. Wring out the water and clean as you go. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, And then one of our uh, gals that works here with us, she has a hardwood floor that she, it's a waxed finish. And um, what do you prefer on yours, Katie? What do you use? Monocoat. And is it a liquid that you spray and then use a paddle mop or? Ah. And use a dust mop. Got it. Monocoat. Okay. And so you mix it into a spray bottle? with water, you dilute it. Yeah. Anyway, so those three, um, come highly recommended for wood floor cleaners. Anybody else have any other great advice on wood floors? From the Don't experts? steam it. Don't <laughs> steam it. That's great. Um, keeping the floor theme going, um, with carpet, mm-hmm. we, um, have heard, um, great recommendations of Folex, F-O-L-E-X to clean both carpet and upholstery. And it's supposed to get anything out of out of anything emphatic testimonies of this one yeah especially if you have young children pets whatever I've actually never heard of it and it's not I'm gonna get it yeah 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 anyway great great things about that so I think that's good advice for um just so many nervous moms they're they feel like they can't invest in their homes they're like I can't have anything nice because I have children um I think that if if it's easy to clean then then you should be able to live well you should right yeah. yeah so if you have products that you're really passionate about like Folex then you should be able to get those things cleaned I think provided you know you find the stain early enough um and it's able to come out mm-hmm. um anything else on wood floors or I don't think so I think we covered it awesome <laughs> okay let's talk a little bit about um just really quick before we forget, um, acrylics right oh, now we have, uh, yes. one of the things that's been really hot and it's a great vintage item. So I think it's been magical for a long time. 
are Lucite tables, um, side tables and tables. There's like Lucite chairs right now, or maybe they're making them out of plastics to look like um, Lucite. One of the things that everybody says that's experts on this is do not use Windex. Do not use Windex on these. It will cloud your Lucites and your plastics and everything else like that. It's really counterintuitive to not use um, Windex. It's important to say this because if you do have people that help you clean and if they take Windex to so that shiny glassy looking table, they will ruin it. And yeah. the thing about Lucite is it's very expensive and that would be super frustrating to have that be ruined. Have it yellow. Yeah, like totally. There are, I can't remember the name of it, but there are like specialty wipes and things that you can get for Lucite and acrylic. And if you just Google that, I'm sure you can find some good ones on Amazon. Katie, um, Katie was just telling me actually oh. uh, Brilliant Eyes Brilliant eyes. Yeah, I love yeah, it's that. Good for, good for acrylic. Okay, so. for all you lucite yeah. lovers, yeah. brilliant eyes. Yes, that's the stuff. And I have one more. I just got back from Palm Springs, and I was talking to one of the gentlemen there. They had this amazing lucite table from like the '70s, and I was saying, "Oh my gosh, that's incredible!" And they said, "Remind me again what products." Um, you recommend that people um, clean with for acrylic? And he said, use Nova, N-O-V-A. Okay. Yeah, he's like, it's the only thing. Obviously, he didn't know about Brilliant Eyes. <laughs> but um, so <laughs> he said it was formulated. Oh, no, no, no. Um, maybe recommended even by, there's the gentleman that started, he's the king of acrylic furniture. Um, this goes back to furniture history, Charles Hollis Jones. And so anyway, he said, um, make sure and use Nova, N-O-V-A, to clean your acrylics. So anyway, if you have anything acrylic, heads up on that. No Windex. There you go. Yeah. Tell everybody you know. You know. <laughs> Spread it. Save the, save the, the, save the clear acrylics. <laughs> yes. Please. Acrylic furniture. Oh, too funny. We're going to get t-shirts made. I know. Yeah. Look, watch out for those. Okay. Yeah. So good. Um, okay. Let's talk about linen. We, we sell, um, linen furniture, obviously it's a great upholstered upholstery item. We have sheets that are linen. Um, it is a natural fiber. People feel really nervous about it. I've had a, the same linen sofa for, I don't know, probably eight years now. Uh-huh. And um, they, and obviously if you talk to, um, Ed from Leapco, who does nothing but sell linen sheets, linen bedding, um, linen for upholstery, it's like one of the strongest things they used to haul rocks in linen. So it's a really, really strong fiber. It's all natural. So you can feel good about it. You can get undyed linens if you want, um, for cleaning linen sheets. The more you wash them, the softer they're going to get. And so you're really going to want to wash them. The best advice we've been given, um, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, Sue, or jump in on this, is to use baby detergents. Yeah. Delft? Is that Delft, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There's a bunch of just organic, just soft, gentle um, detergents that you just, because you just don't want to have harsh chemicals breaking down those fibers. Yeah. And just so you know, not all linen is created equal. Yes. Um, Linen, they, you know, they grow, what is the plant, obviously? that linen grows from? Uh, like. shoot. I can't remember. <laughs> I have to yeah, start and stop I, I the recording. <laughs> no, I don't even have to go there, but okay. Yeah. It grows taller in Belgium yeah. and in Europe than it does in China. And there is Chinese linens, which are much shorter. And so when they um, break down the plant and turn it into um, like the, the threads that you can start to weave from, the longer those are, the staples are, 
the more they're not going to break apart. The shorter the staples are, the more room there is for those to break apart and cause holes. Mm. And so they swear to only, 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 is it flax? Flax, yeah. What were you going to say about it? The, the taller the flax? Yeah, was we yeah. went to market, yeah, they talk about how the flax grows really, really tall in Belgium. It's just a really great environment for it to grow. Uh-huh. And so they don't do like a fast grow. Like yeah. it's really it's durable and that's why those threads are continuously good linen anyway can be so long and won't break down as quickly so yeah that's great yep and that's why it can hold bags of rocks yes well and they also say besides washing it gently and baby detergents Mm -hmm. and i would say just wash them by themselves right with your i mean and that's a pretty good load anyway with your top sheet bottom sheet in your cases then when you dry them, don't dry them on high heat. You're going to want to dry them kind of gently, pull them out when they're just slightly damp and pull them on your bed and then smooth it out. And then that way you're not going to have to sit and wrink or sit and iron it. People are always like linen sheets. What are you crazy? That's going to be so wrinkly. So that's one way to kind of keep the wrinkles at bay, but you do have to be one of those people that loves the look of linen Mm -hmm. that is kind of effortless and it's a very easy looking lifestyle. It's got a little bit of imperfection and um, kind of uh, crinkliness to it. It's not that super tight pressed cotton percal sheet look, Mm -hmm. Um, but it does sleep really well. It's got enough weight to it that it, um, it drapes really nice on your body and it keeps you um, really warm in the winter, but then in the summer it's super breathable and you don't need to really have a lot of weight on you. Um, anyway, they're pretty romantic, and the softer they get, uh, it's just like irreplaceable. You'll love your linen sheets. So, and then same thing with your upholstery. I think as far as cleaning linens go, um, I would just make sure and use more natural um, products. Uh, there's one that's been really highly recommended lately that um, friends of ours are loving, and everybody's talking about it. It's called Force of Nature. And it's a multi-purpose cleaner. It also kills 99.9% of germs. It kills the flu. Uh, you can spray it on your baby's binky. You can spray it on your toilets, on sinks, on everything. And it's going to kill everything, but it's natural. Mm-hmm. You, um, you use electricity. You have it plugged in, the little docking station. And you fill your bottle up with water. And then you empty this capsule in it. And then it energizes it with the electricity on the little charging thing. And then it's a spray bottle. And you just spray it on all your surfaces. You have to use it, I think, within seven days before you um, like do another droplet. But it's supposed to it's supposed to get everything out. Also, back to the um, Folex for upholstery cleaner, um, you could use that on your linen too. Yeah, and then any upholstery and your carpet, anything when you have a spill, just gently blot it first. Don't start to rub anything yeah, into good it. Point. First, start to blot it just with like a dry cloth. Mm-hmm. And then start with your force of nature or any of these supplies. So anyway, try and pull up any of that moisture that you can first before you start. And then rub, don't like, don't go at it. Like, you know, a Brillo pad. Just be gentle when you are rubbing all these stains out. Yeah. Yes. That's great advice. Nice. Awesome. <clears throat> well, I hope this has been helpful, everybody. It's been really fun for us to talk to all of our experts and find out their favorite way of cleaning um, if there's uh, any questions that you have, feel free to write in at dearalice at alicelanehome.com. And we would love to talk about your questions in one of our next episodes. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 